Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you really the most fascinating people and the wisest advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. Look it up. Do you know what people are really saying with their bodies when they speak? Do you know what hidden truths your own body is betraying? Well, Mr. Greg Williams knows, and the answers are indeed frightening. It's just to show you how frightening it can get. We have invited our old friend, uh, the master negotiator and expert on body language, Greg, to take apart uh, gesture by facial tick, the body language of America's most over-publicized people, President-elect Donald Trump, and co-candidate Miss Hillary Clinton. Now, we're not going to talk about mess, political messages. We are going to do something much more valuable. We are going to give you lessons for, that they are offering from their own body language when they negotiate, and you are always negotiating. So, whether you are an old litigator struggling to bring merging and acquisition parties together to close a deal like Ray or, or you're a purveyor of exotic autos for select collectors, and you're trying to size up clients like Steve, pull your chair a little closer, join our Feast of Wisdom, which is all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Greg, I'm so glad that you could grab the time to come back for a return visit to the Art of the CEO and delve into our own bodies and lay bare our most private aspects of uh, our political figures with your own X-ray visions. I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> Why, thank you, Bart. I appreciate the invitation and opportunity to come back and talk some more about body language. All right. Well, we, we've all heard the term, Greg, and, and I think we all have sort of a uh, dim understanding. But uh, so, so I'm wondering if uh, body language, okay, could you elucidate, is body language some sort of strict uh, this equals that recipe. In other words, if I turn to my head, my head to the, the left when I'm answering you, does that always mean that I'm I'm lying? I'm a communist. I'm a wife beater, uh, or or should we be a little looser in our translation of other people's movements? Well, first of all, Bart, knowing you as I do, I know you'd never be a, a wife beater at all. So let's discount oh, that God. right away. She uh, is the thing is, though, ah, uh, there you go. The thing is. Uh, the way we use our bodies, well, our bodies, our body, and I want to comment on bodies in a moment, but the way we use our body does convey how we are feeling both internally and the way in which we want to express ourselves externally. And thus, it may change at certain times, depending upon the environment we're in, how nervous or comfortable we feel, et cetera, et cetera. Thus, you always need to have a foundation for how someone uses their body in a normal environment, normal being whatever is comfortable for them, and then you have something to compare against when they're in an environment that's not so normal. So you can look up to the left at times, and other times you can look up to the right. But if I note when you do so via when you're comfortable and when you're not, I can then gain insight per what your thought process is internally. Ah, okay. Well, let's talking. speaking of thought process, let's uh, – Let's judge, uh, before we get into our candidates, let's judge from one absolutely exquisite speaker uh, and a studied man. C give us one or two gestures of President Obama and what he is conveying with, it, with, 
one of his gestures. Well, let's use the nonverbal communication style of just the way you use your voice as an example. Mm. One of the reasons why people will note uh, Barack Obama as being a powerful communicator is the way he will actually emphasize certain words to add points to just that. And thus, when we are actually speaking, one of the thoughts that we have to keep in mind is how do we really sound? Now, notice that Ah. momentary pause right there. How do we really sound? As opposed to how do we really sound? Or as opposed to how do we really sound? Uh, you know, yeah, right. I, I convey different sentiments just with that. So that's one of the traits that I've observed that he possesses. And let's uh, – well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it from there, Bart. I'll let you go for there. Okay. Now, he's not bad for an else. attorney, uh, head of the Harvard Law Review <laughs> and so forth. Um, all right. With this brief attempt, Ignage, at, at, at today's Feast of Wisdom, I think it's really time that, that I fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering the feast. And the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of chief executive officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you look at your images, that self-image you want to convey, and that image you need to convey to achieve what you want? Will you try to improve these? Or will you insist that the world take you exactly as you're feeling at each individual moment? (laughs) It's an interesting choice, but the choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I think you need to steep your lips into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book. So here it is. No, not that. No, no. Okay, here we are. Here we are. Number 30. A competitor is a fool who has yet to see the wisdom of partnering with you, at at a junior level, of course. And as an afterthought, you know, if markets were all fixed and limited, you could probably uh, view anybody selling the same stuff as you do as a competitor. But since all markets are really only limited by your imagination, the whole world remains your potential partner. There's a note for the White House. Anyway, if if you smirked a bit over that quip, I'm sorry. We we really have them by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you're going to get yourself a quiverful that is going to make you the ad- agile-witted charmer who lightens the, the load of your chain gang at work, and you, they'll love you for it. And as a third utensil, I think perhaps we should appropriately title this the something fishy folk, we proffer you the answer of last week's business quiz, and that is the name of the author who noted, they say the Times changes things, but actually, you've got to change them yourself. Those words were spoken by none other than the uh, era's really most vision-changing artist that I know of, Mr. Andy Warhol. And stick with us, my friend, because later in the show, blurting your way, is coming another enriching quotation. And if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's that name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're correct, your knowledge will earn you an overwhelming gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> so, with utensils in hand, come and learn what the bodies of our body politic, along with our own bodies, are revealing, along with the tricks of the reading 
body reading trade from Mr. Greg Williams. Greg, uh, your latest book, Body Language Secrets to Win More Negotiations, is being heralded as, as, as a go-to resource, a, a must-read. And the book is encyclopedic, but uh, it, it even covers micro-expressions, I've noticed, and emotional stances and general positions. Is there a, a, a way you can master body language? Do you always have it, or is it some sort of ongoing thing, like a writer learning new language all the time? Well, it, it is the latter, because even as I said a moment ago about how it is that someone conveys their thought process via their body language in one particular situation, it can change and thus be altered in another. And to that degree, you have to understand what it is that general body language characteristics uh, are implying via even uh, as you spoke about a moment ago when you talked about microexpressions. Now, mm -hmm. there are seven microexpressions that are generic oh. to everyone on the face of the planet. That's to say, no, if you stimulated someone with one of these microexpressions in North America uh, and did the same thing to someone in South America, Europe, Asia, wherever, you'd have the same type of response. For example, no, the seven microexpressions are Give me one. fear, anger, disgust, surprise, contempt, happiness, and sadness. And Bart, now, if Greg, I am I right that every single one of those uh, has has come out uh, within the public's response to the recent election? Uh, oh, definitely so. Uh, you see surprise <laughs> okay. most recently. You see surprise yeah. most recently, even sure. yeah. on the face. I think both of candidates were, sure were feeling that. <laughs> Well, 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 yes, yes, and, and as I was saying, you've literally seen that uh, on the facial expression of our president-elect uh, when he spoke right yeah. after he was declared the winner. Uh, it was almost akin to, <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. I did? <laughs> no, no, I, I meant this as a joke, gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, well, now, I, I do want to, to get into two, America's two most exhaustively seen individuals, uh, Ms. Hillary Clinton and Mr. Donald Trump, but uh, we've, we've seen so much of them. So let's ask right off from the beginning, is there a feminine versus masculine body language difference that I should prepare for, or, or does it blur? Well, it does blur. It, it does blur, and the reason it blurs is because there are times when a lady may want to project a different image of herself. A man may want to do the same thing, depending upon the environment that he or she is actually in. So as an example, if a woman wants to portray herself as being uh, less dominant, let's say, knowing that she's even in a leadership role and she's doing so to convey the fact that even though you may be my subordinate, I'm going to lower myself such that you feel comfortable to give me your honest opinion. She may be a little more demure in the manner in which she speaks to you. She may use softer hand movement gestures to move her hand towards her to basically say to you subliminally, Give me your opinions. I'm open to them, even with the hand gestures of being open, spread her hands apart from her body. It says the exact same thing. Oh, a man could do okay. the same thing and or with the hand movements, one can say, no, that, that's not right, and display outward hands moving away from the body as that pronouncement mm -hmm. is actually being made. So it, it really does depend, Martin. 
I see. Well, you talk. Uh, Hillary Clinton was, if ever there was a woman in a man's world, uh, she faced it. And when I look at her, she, as she mounts the podium, her voice, uh, in, in my humble opinion, it seems free and open. It's almost cavalier, but her posture seems ramrod stiff. Uh, am I am I right? Is there a difference between the body and the words with her? Well, at times, again, I, okay. I'm always Nobody's extremely ever. cautious. Right, I'm always cautious about making broad uh, statements because sure. there are minute differences displayed in someone's body language. Again, depending upon how much rest they've gotten, uh, their basic physiology, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the environment they're in. So, to speak to your point, though, again. Mm-hmm understand the mindset that she possesses. She has to portray and project an image of someone that's a female that's still strong enough to perform in a man's world up to the expectations a man might have of her. And you've constantly heard her refer to, and this goes to optics also, which, is, which body language is a part of, uh, that glass ceiling. You've heard her constantly yeah, refer to sure. that glass ceiling, and, and right, therein right. lies also how she's trying to position someone's mindset per how she's going to project her body language. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, now, Mrs. Clinton is, is a very studied individual. I'm sure she had uh, great coaches. and uh, I mean, every aspect of her speaking was certainly terribly, uh, carefully crafted. Uh, and uh, I, I really think... That, that she uh, portrayed a a, a, cl- a, a well-done image. What would you say that she – give me one thing she, she portrayed correctly with her, her body language and, one, and perhaps then one she might have uh, done a little, little better on. Uh, the one thing that comes to my mind immediately is that she's, in my opinion uh, – consistently done uh, very well at or very good at is uh, synchronizing her body language gestures and her words. For example, when she wanted, uh, when she really wanted to make a point and drive it home, you would see the finger going down to literally emphasize this is a point that I want you to take note of. One of the things that uh, she did that uh, Somewhat gave her away per, oh my gosh, I don't believe you just gave me this gift, which she could have kept disclosed, was during one of the particular debates, and you saw the shimmying of the shoulders. That was right. almost like, oh my goodness, I have waited for this. Am I getting ready to nail you on this one type of thing? And again, <laughs> and again she gave herself away per how well-prepared she was, as opposed to. And you've heard throughout the campaign the fact that some people said Donald spoke off the cuff sometimes and literally was speaking his real mind. In Hillary's case with the latter situation I just spoke of, that came across to some people as being contrived or uh, false, uh, forced, or whatever you wish to consider it to be. Mm -hmm. Well, then let's turn to Donald for a moment. Uh, or perhaps you should say that. And um, what did you take of the, the, the famous Trump thumbs-up gesture? I mean, it's, it's a basic thing. But was this a wise move? Do you think that this thumbs-up oh. thing? Or... 
<laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I'll tell you, Bart, this goes right back to your other question about uh, how it is that people should observe body language and why it is that they should be very mindful of the gestures they use and the fact that the same body language gestures in one environment may not be suitable in another. That thumbs-up gesture in general. Yeah. Now, I'm going to speak very generally. Anytime okay. you see someone define, as we body language experts call, defying gravity, you see somebody jumping, leaping up in the air, or thumbs up, or pointing upward, or something uh -huh. of that nature, that's usually a conveyance of happiness, joyfulness, again, driving home a point. In the U.S., the thumbs up gesture is one of just that. But, just as an example, Bart, uh, in Greece and Australia and the Middle East, that thumbs-up gesture, especially if it's done in the manner of someone hitchhiking, is actually saying, uh, and how do I put this nicely, up yours type thing? Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, so, and frankly, I, I wonder if, if uh, so the question is, did Mr. Trump get it from the Middle East or, or from the Middle America? And that may be one that we never, never know. Exactly. Yes, sir. But, but may, may, may I just comment on one other gesture that uh, sure. I have examined, studied, and observed uh, with Mr. Trump on uh -huh. numerous occasions, and that is the thumb and the forefinger being placed together. That's usually right. a gesture reserved to emphasize something somewhat akin to, as I said a moment ago, that finger pointing down to emphasize a point. But uh, he uses it obsessively when there's really no real point to be made, which I'm not sure, and I'm doing research on that right now, as to what degree it may be a comfort gesture for him. You know? Oh, yes, that's a yes. good point, Greg, that we all have comfort gestures, I am sure. Yes. So when you're yes. speaking and uh, – um, my, I know my wife's comfort gesture for me is to lock me in the closet, but um, <laughs> the uh, but for for most normal people, the uh, yes, you have those comfort gestures and you better watch them. You might want to analyze them and say, "Oh boy, am I conveying something I really, really don't mean?" Okay, uh, now yeah. it is greatly uh, we're having a fabulous time here, but I think it is time to take a brief sorbet from our Feast of Wisdom and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today and that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of among many other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides and Prometheus invites you to visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S B-O-O-K-S.com, browse through its bookstores, let your fingers stroll through uh, the previews of such valuable books as uh, Jumpstarting Your Economy in 30 Days, The Membership Economy, uh, Leadership Secrets of Hillary Clinton, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. And while you're clicking your fingers along there and pulsing about, don't forget to go to the homepage and give yourself the little bit of laughter that you so richly deserve. Click on that little blue mailbox, and Alakazam, you will get some sly and unsubtle wellspring of laughter from Equips with an Afterthought every week coming your way through the inestimably overloaded enigma of email. And just one thing, if you would like to get more involved with the Art of the CEO show, many people have written in. They want to know where people like Greg are next presenting. They want to know how they can get a hold of some of his wisdom, what he's writing, uh, and, and personally contact him. All of that may be found on theartoftheceo.com, our website, T-H-E-A-R-T-O-F-T-H-E-C-E-O.com. Huh. So, uh, 
find that, go there, get the profiles of our guests. And for those of you who want to align your message with one of our quips or quotes, you could just hit advertise, go to the site. You're going to have a lot of fun there, uh, as much as we're having right now. And speaking of reading a little more deeply, let's take our eyes uh, on to uh, our various candidates and our ex-candidates and take the guiding hand of our body language trainer, Mr. Greg Williams, and who is going to show us that indeed every little movement, movement has a meaning all its own. Um, Greg, when Mr. Trump is, you said you talked about that com- uh, comfort gesture, when he is hard-pressed and under attack, as, as happens in debate, uh, how do you, Mr. Williams, tell whether he is crumbling or whether he's totally unbothered. I mean, what what signs sort of portray that the, the opponent's arrow is hitting home? Well, Bart, the body always seeks to be in a state of comfort. And thus, that's something that's innate in us. Even a newborn baby, if it's soiled its diaper, it will cry because it's Mm -hmm. indicating through that gesture that it's not in a state of comfort. And thus, even when uh, uh, President-elect Trump speaks, sometimes you can note that he will repeat whatever he said at the end of a sentence, and that in and of itself again is saying, okay, he's trying to find a comfortable spot for that moment that he no puppet no puppet no puppet right i got you yeah yeah, exactly so when it comes to him being in a state of discomfort that's one gesture he'll use and he's trying to find out how he can get back into a state of comfort which is why he speaks uh, extemporaneously sometimes which prior used to get him into trouble when he was off the prompter (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I, I will never forget the great line that was said of Hubert Humphrey, uh, who was a magnificent orator. He said, he talks and talks and talks until he has something to say, and then he'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I've been doing that. I just haven't found anything worthy of saying it. Well, now, ditto for Mrs. Clinton. Miss Clinton. Uh, what uh, signs reveal to her that the opponents have sort of hit her where she lives? Well, whenever Hillary was uh, caught off guard, first of all, she's a very polished politician because she's been in that uh, arena for such a a very long time. And thus she knows how to recuperate quickly. But you can see some gestures, even during the the debates, there were times when – Something was thrown at her at either she didn't like or she was caught off guard, and you noticed that she would literally just sit back in the chair whenever she was uh, sitting, and that was a gesture indicating, I really want to get away from that statement, that question, whatever be the case. Again, comfort, discomfort. We tend right. to move away from that which causes us discomfort. So that was one, one of the things that I actually noticed with her. Uh, but a lot of this also, again, to, to sort of uh, do away with the idea of a, of a, a body code, uh, I, I, I always felt that, that uh, Mr. Trump stood there like a defensive wall, but a lot of it, it's his age, it's, it's, it's his physiology. He is not the live athletic body of Barack Obama. He is, he is a man, shall we say, a gentleman of substance, and he... Uh, he, he holds himself differently, and and so is not a lot of it. You're you're 
go back to your basic physical stance and your your your, your physiology, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And Bart, to the degree that you feel comfortable in any environment, you're going to expose more of your body. That can be in ah. the stance that you take, as an example. You take a wider stance, you're taking up more space, which says you're less fearful in such an environment. Contrast that to one where you're not as sure of the environment you're in. You're going to make yourself a smaller target, as it were, by keeping your hand gestures closer to your body, et cetera, et cetera. So even with Mr. Trump, in certain situations, you could see that he was forcing the idea, the projection that he truly believed in what it was he was saying, as opposed to saying it because he wanted whomever was listening to believe what he was saying. You, you said it earlier uh, in this interview. He will now have to do some maneuverings based on what he said and what he's going to do because some of the things he said that he was going to do is going to be extremely difficult. And when we see such conveyance in a body language gesture, we have to be mindful of what's coming next via the optics that's associated with it. Well, let's take that next further is that uh, it's always been my feeling that a – that a campaign and a campaigner is is very a campaigner is very similar to a young man uh, seeking seduction. They will say almost anything to get into the room, and because of that, there is a great deal of play acting and so forth that, that the candidates do. Now, all of a sudden, Mr. Donald Trump is going to be president. And he is going to face some very hard realities in which he'll have to deal with people who have at least as much power as he does, and maybe more. And he'll have to work at this, and they're the hard realities of the Oval Office. So will his whole body language change, do you think? I mean, will we, will we be coming up with a new encyclopedia for Mr. For Mr. Trump that, that was not the campaign encyclopedia? Or will, it just, it, will we just see more of the same? I definitely would put my money on the fact that his body language will change. It will become more aligned with the perception of what the leader of the free world really needs to project, number one. He'll have to do so through such smaller gestures initially to convey the fact that he's assuaging the mindsets of those that have doubts about his leadership his leadership abilities, etc., and thus his body language gestures will change. If you you noted it, if you did take note of his acceptance speech, it was much more demure than it had been when he was on the campaign trail. So I keep talking about optics, and the optics of being somewhat more reserved has already been set for us to start perceiving him as a different person. And and here's one other thing also to keep in mind, Bart. When we use our bodies to project a certain image, we can position those images before we project them to those that we wish to perceive us by that which we tell people is going to occur. As an example, one of the things that uh, Mr. Trump used to do years ago with people visiting him would have his front person 
say something along the lines of, well, he doesn't like to shake hands, so, so don't, don't shake his hand. Don't, don't, please, don't offer to shake his hand. Okay, so <laughs> this person is in the mindset of, oh, my gosh, I, I have to be sure not to uh, extend my hand. And then the first thing Mr. Trump would do upon meeting that person would be offer his handshake offer his hand to be uh, to, to shake that person's hand. Now, right away, the person is going, wait a minute. My gosh, I'm special. I'm Look special, of course. The, he's yeah, doing this, man. Yeah. He never does it with anyone else. What a grand ploy. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. uh, and that's what it was, a ploy. It was pre-positioning that person, pre-suading, not persuading, pre-suading that person for the body language gestures that would follow you have already started to see some of that, even with uh, President-elect uh, Trump's um, – uh, what am I trying to say? His um, acceptance speech. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I, isn't that interesting? So we're going to watch for the transmorgification, my friends. And uh, speaking of, of transmorgifying oneself, Greg, if, if I wanted to get – uh, if I want to make my body language and my negotiating skills better, uh, I can read your books and I can come to you and have you speak at my events, and I can uh, and I can also uh, get uh, get personal coaching. Tell us how we can get in contact with you to do all of that. Well, the easiest way would be by phone, and that's six zero nine three six nine two one zero zero. I can be reached at email via Greg, G-R-E-G, -E at the, T-H-E, Master, M-A-S-T-E-R, Negotiator, N-E-G-O-T-I-A-T-O-R.com. And I give away lots of free consultations, so I'm just here to be a servant for those that need skills that will enhance their lives. Wonderful. Greg, and I'm so glad you could come on. And we're going to do something a little special at the end of this show. We are going to close, we will go through, we'll close the show. And yet, I w for those who would like to find out a little better how to negotiate, Greg uh, Williams and I, Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, will be doing a series of webinars together. And as a little Teaser, if you hang on after the show, I'm going to ask Greg a couple of questions about negotiation. Or we're going to have a, a, just a little teaser interview so you can get an idea of some of the really great things that you can pick up on and skills you can gain to make your life a lot better and a lot more fulfilling. So hang on after the show. But at this point, I'm afraid we must round out today's Feast of Wisdom I'm Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, and I am leaving you with our final quotation. Who was it who said, <clears throat> entrepreneur is just French for his ideas and does them. <laughs> and, as I said, this Internet entrepreneur uh, and, and activist really knows, he knows the Reddit truth behind our virtual world. So remember, if you know the name of the author of this quote, just scribble it down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. To win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-revolving gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And next week, do bring on uh, your... Uh, attentive business ears because we have the incredibly insightful Rebecca Schombaugh returning to show 
to the show with her blitzing book, Leadership Secrets of Hillary Clinton, and we are going to find out how women can step themselves a little bit forward to, to much to their advantage. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, just because a man is very good at selling himself doesn't always mean he has the best product. So to you gleefully sharing our Feast of Wisdom, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Greg and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. Now, for those who are would like, like to enhance their own situation, uh, we're going to give just a little teaser of info about the webinars that Greg Williams and Bart Jackson will be putting together. You can just, uh, to find out more about them, you can write info at bartsbooks.com, I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-K-S.com. And Greg, getting on to the idea of body language and negotiation, I personally, Greg, am a firm believer in the Robert Solomon School that states your emotions are intentional. They are your deliberate way of dealing with the world, rightly or wrongly. Do you agree, and is this something that comes out in body language as a fairly true mirror of our emotional state? Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does Hmm. because, uh, again, it goes back to what I've said uh, in the past, and that is our bodies will convey the thought process that we're undergoing at the time we're doing so. And thus, if we're in a state of comfort, as an example, we're happy, we're jolly-go-lucky, whatever be the phraseology. And then if something frightens us, we stop, we pause, we examine it, we go into fight, flight, or freeze mode, which you don't hear a whole lot about. But the body is doing just that. It's seeking to protect us at that particular point in time. Why? Because at that moment, it senses that there's potential danger there, and thus it's out of a state of comfort. So so by all means, Bart, our bodies are always doing something to convey the thoughts, the inner thoughts that are going on in our minds. I see. And Greg, I am a great believer that you have the ability to be chief executive officer of yourself, Now, fate may sit on your board chair. You cannot overcome fate and circumstance. But you can develop an attitude of being able to handle each problem as it comes up. Give me an example of someone who might be in good chief executive officer control. What would I notice about him when I walked into the room? First of all, one of the things that I literally discuss in my book, Body Language Secrets to Win More Negotiations, is the mindset that you have to have as a negotiator based on, number one, how you've pre-positioned how you wish to be perceived by what it is that you've done prior to being at the negotiation table, and then number two, to what degree your actions are aligned with those images that you've already created. And you have to have the plan in place for what you're going to do in the negotiation, even to the degree that you have to make detours. Thus, if I walk into a room and everybody has this preconceived notion of what the person with whom they'll be negotiating with is and has and so forth and so on, if that's aligned with my perspective, I feel as though I know you to the degree that I have input saying, you are exactly the person I expected to meet. If by chance 
there's a different persona. Uh, uh-huh. I talked uh, about Donald Trump at one particular point in time and how he would have people, his front people, tell people that he was meeting with, don't shake uh, Donald's hand. And then the first thing Donald would do is shake somebody's hand. Again, it's that mindset that says, wait a minute, something just changed if you're mindful of it, and uh, you don't realize it. And I'm going to use this word, Bart. The word is manipulate. You have been mm-hmm. manipulated. And the reason I drew attention to it is because manipulation can also be a good thing, depending upon how it's used. So the point is, you've been manipulated at a particular point in time. You have to be aware that has occurred and to what degree mentally that's going to play on your psyche as you go through the negotiation. And your emotions are very much at your command, and you can react accordingly. Greg, I thank you so much. I think there is a lot people can gain from these upcoming webinars. And remember, you are CEO of yourself, and you are always negotiating. So if you want to make your career and your daily workday a little more happy, and a little more fulfilling, visit, come to info at bartsbooks.com and say, I would like to, to hear a little bit more of what Greg Williams and Bart Jackson have to say. And Bart, may, may I also just interject real fast? Please do. If anyone, if anyone sends any type of uh, request for additional information and or they let us know, you and I know that they purchased uh, Body Language Secrets to Win More Negotiations at either Barnes & Nobles or Amazon. I'll have an extra free gift just for them. Excellent. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a, a broad feast spread before you upcoming. I invite you all to take advantage. Again, I thank you for your time.